So uh, how's your weekend? <laughs> yeah, so how's my weekend? I had a good weekend. I went to a party on Saturday. And um, what is this party I wasn't invited to? It, it was uh, my wife's coworkers' party. So okay. it was a muggle party. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't drinking or anything, so mm-hmm. it was just kind of like hanging out. A couple of people I knew, like, but mostly people I didn't know. But I met this this guy, and I had a conversation with him. He was an interesting fellow, but he, uh, but of course, parkour came up because it always comes up in social situations. Can I can I stop you for a second yeah. with the parkour coming up thing? Do you ever? I find sometimes. Uh, and this is like more recent just on things I've been trying to develop with myself that I hate when parkour comes up because it can overtake a new interaction with, and I learn nothing about the other person. hundred percent happened to me. Just, and yeah, I, yeah. I like, I try to, um, I try to prevent it now. Like I try to delay, it's the same thing. Like I don't even, um, and then if parkour comes up, I kind of like, I, I like won't talk about owning the gym or anything. Yeah. Like I just try to, <laughs> Anyways, yeah. um, but but this happened so parkour, to you. <laughs> so the reason why par- I didn't bring parkour up, I was try- actively trying not to, just like you <laughs> yeah, were saying. Yeah. But uh, my friend Matt like mm-hmm. brought it up, like, and well, he doesn't do parkour, but he was like, um, he was like, oh, and this guy is like a parkour professional, and and it's just like, oh, here we go, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, how do we, how do we navigate this? What do I talk about? Anyway, this the when parkour came up, this guy Ben, he said he was like, "Wow, that's a crazy sport," you know, and uh, and then he proceeded to know exactly what we were talking about in terms of parkour. He wasn't even thinking about flips, oh. like when we were having this talk about it. He was talking about different pieces of media that he's seen, where he's like, "Yeah, and like sticking, like on, like posts in the water." You know, like store okay. water challenges. He didn't know who Storer was, but he's seen, obviously, he's seen mm. Storer clips. Um, and he was also talking about this other thing of, like, people doing jumps, like rooftop jumps in Bangkok and, like, really sticking the landing and how incredible that was. Um, which is cool because that means he knows, like, he associates parkour less with, like, oh, can you do a backflip? And more with, oh, like, sticking with control is a big part of this. Like, sticking mm-hmm. a jump with control is a really big part of the sport, which I actually thought was really cool. But it actually got to me a little bit because, I was th- cause I, as you know, I've recently gotten into skiing. Mm-hmm. And skiing is like, I don't know, skiing like earlier this week. And like, you know, I see people who are like in their 60s and 70s skiing. You know, like yeah. skiing down these mountains. And to me, skiing is a crazy sport. Yeah. But nobody's ever going to say, oh, wow, skiing is a crazy sport when you bring it up, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, like I could I could conceive of like, oh, well, my, my, my grandmother was skiing last weekend. <laughs> you know, like I, mm-hmm. could, I could believe that if somebody told me. So um, it, it, it made me think about this idea that I've had in parkour for a long time, which is that parkour has a really big PR problem. Like, mm. people think of parkour as being this crazy sport. Or they think of it as being from the office and they start yelling, yeah. parkour, parkour. Yeah, well, pu- public relations is also, like, a practice. Mm-hmm. See, like, when you say PR. 
So like, is it a PR problem or is it like a publicity problem? That's what I, I mean. I the, think yeah, it's yeah. like the, the way it's viewed by the public is, is the probably the wrong way we want them to think about it. Mm -hmm. Because when I bring up parkour to somebody at a party, their first reaction is either, have you seen The Office? Or it's, wow, that's a crazy sport. Yeah. But it's, it's like really doesn't have to be that crazy of a sport. It can mm. be. It's like, the, like looking back at the analogy of skiing, it's like, yeah, I mean, your grandma could be skiing down some green runs. Mm -hmm. Or you could have somebody who's at the highest level like skiing off of a, uh, skiing off of a mountain and base jumping. And mm -hmm. that's like part of the same like activity. Yeah. And I was like, I just was thinking about um, uh, skateboarding as well. Because mm -hmm. skateboarding, and it, it's almost like a level of intensity in people's minds where it's like skiing, rock climbing, skateboarding, parkour in terms of like likelihood for someone in their like 60s to try. You know, maybe, maybe put hiking at the at the bottom there. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like it's like going for a hike. Yeah, I could ski. Yeah, 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 skiing, cool. All right, uh, rock climbing. Oh, oh, that sounds novel. I guess you know, like it's, there's there's equipment, right? Okay, cool. Yeah, I can do it. Skateboarding. <laughs> you know, no one like no no one in their like, most people in their fifties and sixties aren't gonna like pick up a skateboard. Even if you gave them like all the gear and stuff, like to you know, like like pads and everything to to give it a try, and then parkour but, is like not a chance. But what's really cool about it is you do see, like, like I don't know, I've seen like older guys like mm -hmm. skating mm -hmm. on the street, and it's like not necessarily doing tricks, but just like yeah. cruising or something, and it's like, man, that guy's got gray hair. He's like probably like mm -hmm. late fifties, sixties. Mm -hmm. That's super cool to see. Oh, we could put like uh, cycling. Yeah. Like down, yeah, yeah. down in there too, like just, just, I don't know, or like mountain biking. Yeah. Know? It's probably like, I wonder, I wonder if someone would be less likely to rock climb or mountain bike, like which one they would choose first. <laughs> I think rock climbing. You think rock climbing More first? likely, more likely. To you know what I have in my head right now is a Anita. Yeah. Yeah. I th she would definitely get on a bike before she would rock climb just because she's, she's so, has no confidence in her upper body strength. This is a, a personal training client of mine that Long I've had for time. over a decade. And she's in her 60s now. She's retired. But she showed us a video of skiing. Yes. Right? So that, that's why she came to my mind. Because because I also um, put her into, we used to have like an iteration of one of our classes, like parkour fitness, mm -hmm. which I made her take at one point because she was a personal training client. And I'm like, you can do this class. And she vocally protested to, to um, quadrupedal drills, just crawling. Just, 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 just crawling, like, like protested to it and like, was like, no, but it's because she has trouble getting up and down off the floor. Like she started as, um, um, you know, overweight, uh, person. She's, she's lost weight now, but I think still struck, like just has low confidence in, in upper body. And like some of the things that like, she still can't do a push up, and it's something that we like work on, you know, like it's a goal of hers still, which is cool. Like she still has it as a goal. Like, and I don't see her as consistently or frequently as, as I'd like to in order to, to reach that goal, but it's something that she wants to do. But when I tried to put her in like something that was just very like parkour, already like no, and I, and I don't know how much, I'd have to ask her, I don't know how much of that strategically, I guess, ask her questions, because I don't know how much of it was just her already feeling like 
anything like parkour is a no versus it was actually hard to do in the moment and she didn't see the value in it. Yeah, uh, who knows? We, <laughs> we have to get to the bottom of it with her. So, yeah. But yeah, like she's the type of person that like, yeah, sure, I'll get on mm-hmm. some skis though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And, and uh, I, I was telling you the other day that the, like I saw a guy in his 60s fall and continuously fall on his skis for like, like, I don't know, 30 seconds of falling and, like, sliding down this, like, ski hill. And it was, like, icy, too. It was, like, yeah. hard snow. So, like... And were you, know, were you concerned? A little bit. I mean, yeah. I mean, we skied over to him, and he's, like... And he, like... we He looks up, and he's, like, yeah, like, we're good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a big smile on his face. So, um, but seeing, skiing can be really intense. Mm-hmm. But if I said I was skiing this weekend, nobody's going to... Like, few people are going to be like, wow, skiing? Like, that's crazy. That's yeah. a crazy sport. It's a pretty normal activity mm-hmm. if you live in the Pacific Northwest or anywhere where there's mountains, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but parkour, man, it's like some people just don't... Or most people, I feel like, don't really understand what it is. And they think of it not as this, like, general movement practice of, like, being capable of moving your body in a in a efficient way but mm-hmm. they see it more as this stunt adrenaline fueled extreme sport mm-hmm. and this is why i think it has a pr problem we have failed to educate the public on what it means to do parkour in a as a as a regular person you mm-hmm. know um and i think largely because at least when i got into parkour probably when you got into parkour at least a little while after and many others you get into it because you want to get really really good at it yeah you know um like and for me it was like from day one it was like i'm gonna train seven days a week to mm-hmm. get as good as i possibly can in fact there was i feel like there was a unspoken competition happening in the era that i started where you made a video after your first year mm-hmm and it was like year one or yeah how how good how good was your year one how good can you get in one Mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. and i did it and like many others that i knew did it and it was part of like the culture of like get really good yeah i mean it's almost like fitness transformations these days yeah right like body body transformations this is you know what was achieved in one year in in that realm yeah The, the other thing um when we got into parkour was like the people you look up to, so the founders, Yamakasi, David Bell, they're, they're like superheroes. And, that, and that's, that's how they were introduced to us. That's how they were introduced to the world. You don't get to see them as kids trying to learn, like basically playing and then gradually developing this play into, into a more like regimented practice that later got coined parkour. They're just introduced as, as superheroes, and yeah. so you're like, "That's what parkour is. You have to become this superhero because that's, I mean, I, that, that's what I want that's to what be was like." Appealing to yeah. me, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And maybe, and, and I think, I think they're. I think that's okay too, though. I think like that's oh, like yeah, it's yeah. not like we're not trying to say. Um, I just wanted to, <laughs> sorry, just to cut you off there, but I, I just wanted to say like that's, it's it's okay. I think to get into parkour, wanting to achieve that highest level, but like what you're, I, th- I think getting. T- too is is that it can also be just like this really accessible pretty easy to do thing 
Yes, and if I think when, and I definitely want to talk a lot about accessibility because mm. I think that is very largely lacking. But yeah, I think parkour can be in a, a very accessible activity, but there's a lot of barriers that we don't think about when it comes to parkour accessibility. Mm. So, um, you know, in theory, you don't need anything. You just need uh, maybe a pair of shoes, even then, maybe not even a pair of shoes. But yeah, sure, let's say you need a pair of shoes that have decent grip on them, Mm -hmm. and you need a willingness to try, and maybe a wall or a railing to jump on or vault over. And that's kind of like all you need for parkour, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it also, there's a base level of skill and understanding of how to do parkour that's also required that I think we often, we often overlook as practitioners who've been around for a while. And if you look at other sports, that barrier is actually much lower. So while skiing has an equipment barrier, like you have to, you have to at least rent or, or, uh, or maybe buy skis, ski boots, helmets, goggles, uh, clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a skill, there's a base level of skill that's required, but the very minimal amount of skill that's required is just ski down a bunny hill with your toes pointed in like a pizza and you mm-hmm. can do that, right? Like most people could probably do that and it would be not particularly difficult. And then once you can do the base level, it's like pretty easy to scale the difficulty from there yeah. a little bit more at a time. We've talked about rock climbing in a similar way, right? Mm-hmm. You go to a bouldering gym and it's so clear what you need to do, Yeah. right? Yeah, Start no, with... I, can, I can remember like my first time. Yeah. Going, it's just, it took... You know, less than a minute for someone to explain to me like how the wall worked and yeah. what I was supposed to do. Start with both hands on blue, climb only the blue, get to the top, both hands on top, and you're done. Mm-hmm. But even even if you didn't know how to do that, you could literally just climb yeah. the holds <laughs> yeah. and get to the top and goal have is, a good time. Goal is get to top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Intuitively, it's super easy mm-hmm. to understand bouldering, and I think they have a very easy time of introducing newcomers to the sport. Mm-hmm. We can look at like the bouldering industry in Vancouver, how it's how it's blown up. Yeah. Right. With uh, um, the hive climbing gyms, and and part of what makes me say that is is just knowing that they opened their first gym the same year their Origins opened, mm-hmm. and they've opened like another bigger facility, another bigger facility went out went out of the province to open up another one too, right? Um, so you see like this this big they expansion. They bought another one. Yeah. They bought uh, like a. Not a bouldering one, but... Oh, yeah, like next to them. Yeah, next to them, there was a climbing gym, and they bought the climbing gym (laughs) next to them to to go into. And and it's just... Well, part of it is because climbing already had an existing culture, but a bigger part of it is I know so many people that easily get into bouldering now. Like people that I... That I... That don't do parkour, that I just met through other things that, that are, you know, post on their stories or whatever going to... Mm-hmm. going to the bouldering gym because it's super easy to get started yeah and you feel good it's easy to like it's easy to feel accomplished you mm-hmm. like oh i completed this route oh i'm climbing not a v1 anymore but a v2 like cool like i have a, it's a really simple way to like measure your level mm-hmm. and it's really intuitive to understand what bouldering is and how to do it mm-hmm. whereas parkour it's not always that clear yeah um, in fact it's very not clear like somebody brand new to the sport Maybe they've seen a couple videos. Maybe they haven't even seen any videos. They walk into a parkour gym. 
-hmm. what do you do? Yeah. Maybe you try to balance on a railing. Mm -hmm. Maybe you try to jump from one structure to another. But beyond that, like, you don't know the skills yet, like the different vaults or how to jump and hold onto a wall or how to climb up something. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't intuitively know any of these things. And there's a lot of specific knowledge that's required to get to a base level of performance in parkour. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's a huge accessibility problem we have with parkour. Mm -hmm. Do you you know what? I just just had a thought. Um, So strength training or CrossFit? Like, we'll say either one. Mm -hmm. If you have a minute to explain to someone, so you go into a space, like CrossFit gym, or you go into a parkour gym, you have a minute to explain to someone how each of those activities work, how CrossFit works, and how parkour works, which one do you think is easier to explain? Ooh. um, I think CrossFit. Was, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay, but but but, but, I, but I think it's just an interesting like thought like thought experiment because because of how popular CrossFit is and how popular yeah. strength training is and, and powerlifting is getting and Olympic lifting is getting, and I get that it's like put lift thing up, put it down, but also but like it's, par- it, parkour is just jump across wall. <laughs> yes, but okay, so CrossFit is mm-hmm. taking mostly conventional exercises. And then trying to do it quickly and race. Yeah, but but if if the exercises aren't con- like I can I know people I've worked with people where for me I've been I was around uh, weights before I was around parkour mm-hmm. and don't ask me like really to go through the details of how I learned how to lift weights because it was a process. Yeah. But um, there's people that walk into a gym and are like I need a coach because I don't there's some dumbbells here yeah. there's some bars over here some machines here. I don't understand how many I'm supposed to do, right. how I'm supposed to do it, if I'm doing it right. So I actually don't think it's that much different than walking into a parkour gym. Because, like, we have people that come into the gym on, like, a date night, you know, to open gym. Which is, which is the wrong, it's the wrong way to come into parkour. It's, it's wrong. Don't, don't, don't try to get someone into parkour by taking them on a date night. If, but none of you know what it's about. Um, because then you just come to the gym and you're like, oh, let's try to get over to this area of the gym. Let's try to get over here. But... Imagine the same thing if they're just going to work out and neither of them know how to work out. Yep. And they're just going into a, to like a, a fitness gym to, to lift weights. It's, it would be just as weird. Like, oh, let's, let's see how like if we can max out this machine and you know, look at the picture. But, but actually, I just said picture. There's, there's usually guides to help people. Yeah, I think you're making a great argument, but I think there's, like, there's a flaw in the argument in mm-hmm. that parkour requires actually a lot of creativity and like Mm -hmm. imagination which isn't inherently clear whereas crossfit is like i could go to a crossfit gym yeah i don't know how to squat with weights yet i don't know how to do wall balls or Mm -hmm. i don't know how to do like all these various exercises that they're going to have me do but there is a set number for every skill that i'm going to do and a time like period that i'm going to do it in and i might have an instructor who's going to show me and i can Mm -hmm. conceive that i could conceive myself eventually learning how to do these basic exercises and it doesn't have to be labeled as extreme and I don't have to use any kind of imagination or creativity Mm -hmm. whereas parkour is literally the opposite I mean yeah we we, we we're going to show you some of the skills 
we're gonna get you like working on um, working on developing these skills mm -hmm. but you might view, like the eventual goal is to not just do it at the ground level but to do it at waist height chest mm -hmm. height head mm -hmm. height or above mm -hmm. um, and so that's like you're as you scale parkour it's different from scaling CrossFit. Mm -hmm. CrossFit, you're maybe lifting heavier weight or doing things with more repetitions or doing it faster. With parkour, you're doing bigger, yeah. scarier, more extreme looking things. Yeah, yeah. And over time, you're going to eventually have to develop your imagination or creativity during the process, which yeah. takes even more effort and is more difficult. I think with CrossFit, I dug myself into a little bit of a... Because so, I think a better term would actually be powerlifting. Like, if you go to the same party you went to, and you mm -hmm. tell people you're a powerlifter. Now, we know that there's a lot of public figures, Joe Rogan, Huberman, mm -hmm. you know, that have popularized powerlifting and made a point in their message to make people know that these are... Because powerlifting is squat, bench, deadlift, right? So making people know and aware that you can do these things. There's like a big push for that um, on YouTube and social media. And a lot of um, people of influence are pushing that, but they're not pushing parkour. Um, and I don't know if you walked into a party and if you told people you're a powerlifter versus like, versus um, you're a parkour athlete, like which, like if, if they would be, if they would have the same, I guess like parkour, they're like, oh, it's like crazy. But I think people, if they hear that we're powerlifting, they're thinking like, oh, you must be, um, which you are, like you're, you know, you're bench pressing over 200 pounds, you're, you're squatting over 200 pounds, these kind of things that to a lot of people, they're like, they can't fathom that, that they could train to do that. But, but what powerlifting I is getting, because of CrossFit, because Everyone does CrossFit now. You know, everyone and their mom literally does CrossFit now. Yeah. So it's like, um, and CrossFit has powerlifting in it. So powerlifting is, is kind of losing that context. But I bet you like, I don't know, like 10 years ago, powerlifting was probably thought as like, like something crazy where if you powerlift, you're doing it at the highest level. You're not like, mm. oh, I'm powerlifting, but like my lifts are really low, but I'm like really, you know, engaged and interested in it. I think, I mean, yeah, I think you're, you're, you're right in that. If I say powerlifter, that almost insinuates like I can lift a lot of weight, and yeah. that's really hard. But I think it's easier for somebody to go in their mentally go from the point that they are at to mm -hmm. being a powerlifter, like uh, somebody who can lift heavy weights. It's easier for them for them to draw that line than it is to draw a line from where I am now to being a parkour athlete, mm -hmm. right? Because it just seems that much more insane. Like most people don't jump after adolescence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess to like, unless they're playing a jump, I guess to, 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 to more, more to your point, um, powerlifting has a very obvious place Yeah. that it occurs. It occurs on, on stage or it occurs like and you can in, a, find, in a gym. You can find it in any gym. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. how often um, do you find parkour? Right? Whereas parkour's place is out on the street on things that were not built for the purpose of, of parkour. Actually, in my conversation with, uh, with, this, with this guy, Ben, he, he was saying, oh, parkour, yeah, I've never, like, do, where do you do it? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, just around the city. Like, say wherever I want. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Around the city, on the streets, there's, 
there's like spots like all over Vancouver. Um, we also have a facility that's dedicated to it. Mm. And he was like, oh yeah, I feel like I've never seen it. Mm. And he was like, it was almost mm. like confused. Like, oh, that's like, feel like I would probably see it at some point if, if mm. it, it was happening in the city. And I told him, I was like, well, I guess like you have to be around certain areas and at the right times when people are out training. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, park, the parkour community is much smaller than the skateboarding community, for instance, mm -hmm. um, because you're going to see people skating all over the place all the time, mm -hmm. maybe on a daily basis. Whereas in part with parkour, you're definitely not going to see it yeah, very like, frequently. Na name a smaller scene than the parkour scene. Yeah. <laughs> challenge in the challenge, challenge in the comments. In the comments. Give me a... <laughs> there definitely is. Name but... a hobby or activity smaller than parkour. Go. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, and I was trying to reflect on how do we, how do we solve this problem, mm -hmm. right? This quote-unquote PR problem or publicity mm. problem around parkour, mm. and. Um, I've long held the belief that it comes from the idea that our goal should be to try and influence the youngest generation, the younger generations, and normalize parkour with them, right? So if, uh, you know, people who are... are Organizations who are going into schools and teaching parkour in schools, mm -hmm. parkour gyms around the world who are influencing or having kids' classes and influencing that generation, or even adult generations and, and just young people in general, even up to you know 20s, 30s, mm -hmm. 40s. If we are influencing these generations on, and getting them understanding what parkour is at a basic level and realizing that it's actually not necessary doesn't have to be extreme it can go to extreme levels but it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be this extreme activity then as they age they're going to grow up thinking parkour is a normal sport that is just like any other sport and you can practice it as a kid you can practice it as an adult you can practice it as a hobbyist you can practice it as a mm -hmm. a hardcore practitioner um and you know, you'll have these kids growing up and talking about, oh yeah, I grew up doing parkour, but uh, but I stopped and I play soccer now. Or like, um, mm. you know, thinking about parkour as like this normalized activity that is not, it's when you sit, when they go to parties in the future, 10, 20, 30 years down the line, they're gonna go to a party and talk about parkour. And, and somebody's gonna be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I used to do parkour too. Yeah. Or like I, I did parkour in school mm -hmm. or I did parkour when I was a teenager mm -hmm. or I, I still do. Oh, you do parkour too? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Maybe we should train sometime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the only thing is I think it needs, I'm, I'm in agreement with what you're saying, but I feel like, so for example, we do PE programs. We, we, um, we get requested to go to schools, um, I always have like mixed feelings about it because we have to really, uh, I was going to say like water down, but that's not really the right. It just, I feel like we're always delivering a lo lesser product because we can't bring the gym. We have to bring like 
precision beams and and things to to schools and maybe some bars and stuff and so and then make as much of we can a parkour playground in their gymnasium and then teach some fundamental skills whereas if we bring if we get a field trip of kids in here it's like wow cool big parkour park um and so we do that but i also did that with like gymnastics when i was a kid so like we had and i'm sure you did as well like there's no, you never did, no gymnastics in, in school? None, in P, interesting. Okay, oh, this is normal. No, see, I think, um, I, think, uh, I think BC has a better PE programs yeah. than- And now when I say uh, gymnastics, did I learn flips? No, I don't remember really. I just remember they brought out gymnastics equipment. There was balance beams. I think we did somersaults maybe, but it was like a circuit, like you just did the circuit. Um, and I think it was mostly like, like calisthenics like strength exercise type things i don't think there was any tumbling or acrobatics involved which which sucks but then it also kind of brings me to the, the point i'm trying to make where it's like it's actually weird for an adult to start gymnastics or to like you want to go do gymnastics with you're, me and, unless unless like they're actually former gymnasts you're are, totally right some people i mean i've seen people like ask about you know oh like is there any adult gymnastics programs mm -hmm. like in vancouver or anything like that so people are like potentially interested in it but mm -hmm. the thing about gymnastics is gymnastics culture is actually pretty anti-adult yeah yeah Whereas parkour culture is definitely not anti-adult. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some like it's, a, it's more I, of I a did, lifestyle activity, right? Yeah, I did a little bit of gymnastics as an adult because there was an adult class, like an adult drop-in yeah, class, yeah. and there's and in in Vancouver there's a couple of gymnastics gyms that have that, you know, like once a week. But it's it's not the same as like I can as an adult I can take swimming lessons, and they're available to me multiple times a week. Mm -hmm. For like adult gymnastics, it's like uh, Fridays, <laughs> seven p.m. Yeah. Can't make it? All right, too bad. I guess you're not going to try gymnastics. But you could all, but like, analogy to skiing. Skiing mm. is a lifestyle kind of sport. It's an individual sport. Mm. You can go up with your family. You could try to get really good at it as an adult, as a kid, in as a senior, right? Like they, th there's classes on the mountain for like, they're called them silver skiers for mm -hmm. people like 55 plus or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, so their culture is based, is very inclusive of all ages. Gymnastics, mm -hmm. not really inclusive. Even though you went to adult gymnastics classes, yeah. because they're, they're just, they just don't cater to that demographic. That's just not what gymnastics is for. It's for mm -hmm. kids to be turned into Olympians. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I think, part of the problem with gymnastics in general. But, yeah. um, but parkour is, is more similar to skiing than gymnastics in that it's not about kids becoming Olympic athletes in parkour. It's about mm -hmm. everyone having a movement lifestyle. Well, there is, there is recreational gymnastics, again, for kids. That's true, like, yeah. it's, it's offered less for adults. Um, you know, may, maybe there's just less demand, but like, there's also less availability. It's also making me think, too, that maybe like a big part of our, because again, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, get it in schools, introduce it to the youngest age group, in introduce parkour to like two-year-olds. Like it should be a common word in a preschool, you know, in a preschool is like, we're going to do our parkour today, you know, in place of, I don't like, or in addition to whatever other um, physical education you're doing, like parkour should be common all the way from preschool to, you know, gr grade 12. Because from preschool to grade 12, I did basketball. <laughs> I did baseball, I did, you know, um, 
a little bit of gymnastics sprinkled in there, but I can barely remember it. But I remember basketball and baseball. I hate those sports. Um, but, but we did them. I played so much basketball and PE like, <laughs> during school. That's all we did. I feel like that's all I did for my PE classes mm. in school, yeah. which is a shame. I, um, <laughs> I was a, a stubborn, um, stubborn young, young man and refused to play basketball sometimes. <laughs> I, um, I remember I had a PE teacher that um, told me I could run laps instead. Fucking ran laps. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had kids in class that were like so good at basketball and I just, um, yeah, I had a bad attitude. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Like, you know, I had a bad attitude and um, yeah, I, I was like, yep, I'll run, run, run laps, no problem. And I did. I didn't even cheat them. I I ran laps. Um, Full laps. But anyway, um, back to what I was saying. I, so I think uh, what I'm what I'm trying to say is like yes, like let's get it in there. Let's get it in. Let's get parkour in early. Let's normalize it. But I think it it has to be like 10x of what people are thinking is enough. Like it can't just be like okay yeah we're doing parkour okay cool every once a year every because um, this is this is the amount of gymnastics I did. In, um, in PE was like once a year was the gymnastics uh, term. Just like, just like dance, they put dance into, in Canada into yeah. PE classes. So like in PE, you have to do square dancing and you have to do like, I, I can't remember, but like, yeah, square dancing and, um, and line dancing, two country things are part of the curriculum that you have to, you have to engage in. And I think there's like maybe a little bit of, um, I don't know other types of partner dancing that you have to do, but it's it's very much in there with uh, with PE. Uh, but I think yeah, parkour needs to be even more free, like it needs to be more frequent. Um, probably more more effort than um, to get it to get it in there. So like I'm saying, the 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 PE classes like okay, this is it we're can't be just doing be some parkour. It can't just be for like a one to mm-hmm. two week. Um, like, yeah. Period. It, sh- it should be like a word that. Um, because like there's um, there's warm up drills you can do that are very parkour and maybe you know maybe we're stepping on the toes of like track and field if we start doing like bounding drills and crawling drills and stuff like that. But like it seems like uh, teachers are more likely to adopt like animal flow, which I hated when that became a thing because it was just like I remember. And parkour generations, I remember, like, really popularizing, like, quadrupedal moves and, and having animal names for it. And then animal flow came up. And I'm like, whoa, 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 no, this is parkour. Y'all stole this. Yeah. <laughs> animal flow is parkour, um, except for less lame. Um, <laughs> and, and, like, I think teachers are more likely to, be, to and, and, like, fitness coaches are more likely to be like, let's do some animal flow than they are to be like, let's do some quadrupedal moves. And then, like, let's build these up onto boxes and things. And it becomes parkour. Well, it's just, it's a lack of education for the teachers. They yeah. don't know, they don't know how to do that. And they don't know, it's like intuitively easy, not easy, but to know how to do various quadrupedal movements on mm-hmm. the floor, mm-hmm. then understanding how to do it over surfaces, that's when it becomes more specialized knowledge that we might have, but they don't, they're lacking yeah. in that. And so, yeah, I mean, we need to be influencing PE teachers so that, the PE teachers start to know parkour. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's the, maybe that's yeah. The I think I think that's actually what because um, you brought up like bringing parkour in schools, and I think um, uh, the other day you're talking about like just you you, you dropped the name uh, Mark Turok because he yeah. through American Parkour they brought parkour to schools, and I remember asking um, 
So if, if anyone listening knows more details about this, you know, please feel free to leave, leave a comment if I'm getting anything wrong here. But um, what I had heard was that it's not actually um, parkour coaches like going in and doing like, you know, curriculums. It's, it's that equipment was sold to schools and then teachers were taught how to use said equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if this isn't already being done, the business model should be because um, it's a, it's a, it would be a great business model for um, parkour for people that are able to build equipment plus know how to coach is like some sort of like routine certification that happens or like licensing, but I don't know like it's also like schools probably can't afford it too, yeah. so, so I don't I don't know how much money can can be afforded to go into that. Yeah, we. Uh... <laughs> So like, like I'm saying, like, I think, I think the efforts, like we need to be doing like 10 times that, like, if, if that's the current effort being put in, we need to like, what is, what is 10 times that amount of effort, 10 times the amount of people, um, 10 times the amount of work going into it, but that, that'll well, probably cost. Right? So I agree. I agree with that. It'd be cool if it was 10 X, mm-hmm. but I actually think we have come a long way since 2007 when I started. Yeah. When I was first starting parkour, people would be come up to me and be like, what are you doing? And then I'd be like, mm-hmm. have you heard of parkour? And then they're like, what? What core? And I was like, okay, well, have you seen Casino Royale? You know, I had to go through mm-hmm. this multi-step process to get them to understand what I was doing. And if they still didn't know, I would have to just try to explain in my, you know, chopped up definition of what parkour was. Mm-hmm. And then them eventually tell me, well, well, you can't do that here. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, but now it's seemingly more and more understood when we're out doing it in public. People mm-hmm. are like, oh, cool, parkour? I've seen that before. Or like, oh, what's this one called? I've seen this before. And it's like, oh, parkour. And it's like, okay, yeah. People start to understand what it is. Um, but I still think most people's conception of what parkour is is that it's extreme. Um, and, oh, I couldn't do that. You know, I hear mm-hmm. that a lot, right? So, or, or or the I used to do that when I was younger yeah. too, and it's like, well, not exactly, but you did play do like play that was similar to parkour, but yeah, um, it's it's almost like you need because um, when they say do, like, I think we actually need to be more accepting of that too. Yeah, the, the I used to because you can instead of saying like because I think my response to I used to used to be would be no, you didn't because. Mm-hmm you don't have the mindset I have so you know that that used to be um and still still probably would be up until about what I just thought of right now but it's like I think we can actually flip it and say like uh no you still do Mm. um because some of the things like um going on um like I can think of uh going on hikes with my mom like we took her on a trip some years ago there was a waterfall and me, I'm like, let's get closer to the waterfall, right? Let's go off trail close. And so going off trail, like she has to, my mom's um, uh, in her seventies too, right? So she's like, you know, but you know, she, she's fit. So I, I know she can, right? But she's very much like resistant to doing it. Cause like there's bigger steps and things. And, but she did, you know, like we got her, we got her to do it. Yeah, and, and the maneuvers, and crab walk yeah, the maneuvers you got to do, like how is that? how is that not parkour at its like base level is like here is the obstacle we have to overcome is this this hill with rocks and stuff like that we're gonna have to climb we're gonna have to crawl we're gonna have to vault our way down and 
but even in that i didn't take the opportunity to be like mom you're doing parkour yeah, yeah, yeah. you know whereas like that's actually i'm thinking now this is probably what i should be doing when people say i used to or in that is like be like more more accepting i, th I think i had too much pride around the word parkour and like historically yes. you know yes and and to some degree they're probably a little bit wrong <laughs> <laughs> but you're right i actually think most public interactions um could go much better if us we as parkour people treat them with more respect yeah and it's actually super i get i get kind of frustrated when people respond poorly to i i used to do it so i'm guilty of it as well but when people respond poorly to various like public call outs of parkour mm -hmm. like if somebody starts doing the office thing yeah more than like so sometimes what, what office us. what are you talking about what you, yeah what I, I don't i don't know what you're talking about you when to, they still go parkour parkour um, oh God, it hurts <laughs> me just saying it. But when, when that happens, mm -hmm. usually, from my experience, they're, I mean, sometimes they're mocking us, mm -hmm. but more often than not, they're actually excited that they're seeing it in real life. Yeah. And often what we do as parkour people, being snobs and being too prideful, <laughs> is we mock them back. We're like, yeah. we're like... Uh, walking, walking, that you know, yeah, like call out what they're doing, mm -hmm. or um, but instead, <laughs> instead of that, um, you know, if we responded more positively, mm -hmm. uh, people might have actually a better, uh, a better, a more, a higher respect for us, right? Instead, we respond negatively, and then they're like, Man, those parkour guys were assholes, yeah. or like that was a, that was a weird, I didn't, you know, when I opened my mouth and shouted parkour, I didn't expect that yeah i didn't expect know. somebody to like yell back yeah it, it, it's it's um yeah it's it's actually like public interactions i think can go much better if we just approach it with the perspective that if somebody is saying something they're actually excited that they're seeing mm -hmm. what we're doing it's like reframe it in your mind you know they're they're more they're actually excited that they're seeing parkour and that's why they're saying it instead of um, like, oh, they're mocking us. So I'm gonna like, I'm gonna jab them back, because <laughs> um, that's wrong. I think mm -hmm. because even if they are mocking us, it's it's not good to have a like uh, a negative reaction because then that actually affects your emotional state mm -hmm. and then it makes you puts you in a bad mood. Instead, just like approach it with happiness and, yeah. and, and warmth. I can see this being harder for someone who, I guess, like, because you're, you're kind of speaking as someone who is also like quite confident and secure in your, your skill now, mm. that some public person, like even say, say they are mocking you, say like legitimately someone comes up, shouts parkour, parkour, does like a heel click, you know, <laughs> while touching a wall that one and then you know chuckles with their friends and walks away you're more likely to be able to get over it because you're like uh again you're like more secure and confident in your skill you know that you've accomplished things that you can do stuff that they can't like fathom so you're okay with it but if i'm like a, a lower tier um uh, or less skilled practitioner i think it's harder to to be like more secure in, mm. in myself to 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 not take it to heart you know um 
Yeah, like I, I agree with what you're saying, but I just think in like practice, it's it's still going to be quite difficult, even for an, like a mature adult, you know, just because if they're if you're insecure with your skill and you're going outside and you're like, oh, I hope no one's watching. Like there was a time when I was practicing parkour, and I remember um, I remember it happened to me three, at least three times my first couple years of parkour, where and this is before the office, right? Where I'd be doing a wall run, and some guy would run up and flash it. And I would be like struggling with it and like flash it in front of me because like they were just like m maybe more athletic, but also just may maybe like just did maybe I was like working up in, in my head too much. Happened with wall runs three times, <laughs> at least three times. Or <laughs> someone would just send it and I'd be like, oh. Yeah. And then be kind of like, and then, you know, be like joking with me about it or whatever, right? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I can see so. <laughs> Who's, who's at that level where like you're struggling to do something and you know that there's like people out there that that have never practiced parkour that can probably achieve what you're doing and then on top of that they might be mocking you that yeah <laughs> that can be a difficult situation to overcome that's that's true but i still think the 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 right approach is to not to not be angry about it yeah to be like more like inviting because yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to think like so 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 how would you so so if we're if if you're that person who's who's uh, not very skilled yet and uh, comes across that scenario because like in public you're doing parkour and you're kind of you're not as comfortable yet because because of your amount of time doing it and your amount of skill and that happens um, how do you I guess how how do, how do we flip it on the person? yelling or, or or are we are we trying to flip it like what but like what's what's the reaction because i think just kind of like i think what we're suggesting right now is like ignoring it but you can't really because it's probably going to get to you so what do we do i mean i think ignoring it is probably the best <laughs> in the in the case that you're like insecure about your abilities mm -hmm. and somebody comes by and seemingly is mocking it i think ignoring it is probably going to be the simplest and safest scenario mm -hmm. but um but if you want you could also engage with it and yeah i wonder if there's a way to like engage and like get in on the joke you know so to speak like not not like to make fun of what you're doing but like to be yeah excited that someone noticed that you're doing because again if you're out skateboarding no one's yelling skateboarding at you yeah a YouTuber might shout, do a kickflip out their car window at you. Like yeah. <laughs> that might yeah. happen at some point in your life. But, Somebody might say, "Do but, a backflip, right?" But so, uh, oh yeah, someone yeah, do, do a backflip or um or do this. Yeah, that that that's rude. Is it rude? Say that. Is it rude? <laughs> but here's the thing: they're hoping that by saying it, mm -hmm. that you do do a backflip, and then if yeah. you do, they're gonna be like, "Oh, sick! He did yeah. a backflip. That was awesome!" Right? Yeah. And because they're excited, mm -hmm. like it, and so if you can comfortably do a backflip, you know, you know, I know, I know we're, I, I've, it used to be in, of the mindset of like, no, 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 don't do it because then they're gonna, then, mm -hmm. then they're gonna be emboldened to ask again in the future. But if you might just be able to make that person's day by doing a backflip mm -hmm. for them. You know, you, you know, the other thing I'm thinking too is like that parkour. So much, so many of, and I know like a lot of people who listen don't fall into this demographic, but so much of parkour is is young men, and particularly young men who are like more like entrepreneur mindset. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking if if um, if someone, 
yells at them like parkour parkour you just got an opportunity to have like a conversation with someone yeah and so if you can use that just as you're into like just like start a conversation and practice speaking or whatever like that's that's useful i think rather than you know trying to shrug them off and you know claim your superiority or whatever just like that's yeah. it's an opportunity to talk to someone because I, I was having like a session like a couple weeks ago and, and someone from a car like yelled like parkour do it again and um i'm not gonna name names but one of the guys that was with me like showed it back like no no i'm good like which is like really bothered by it and i was like oh like this and the guy was like being was clearly actually encouraging and wanted to see it again yeah, you know yeah. and then i did like a like a concrete and he's like yeah you know? yeah exactly <laughs> so he was um, stoked and 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 you know actually i feel like more often than not people mm -hmm. ignore us mm -hmm. and if that's what you want then mm -hmm. like you shouldn't just just don't do parkour in public mm -hmm. right if you want people to ignore you i actually like yeah, like a lot of times in parkour, I want to be left alone. And so I'll often choose spots that are like tuckaways and not really like spots that are super publicly visible. Mm -hmm. But I would, I sometimes I'd rather people be stoked about what I'm doing than just walking and pretending like they don't see us. Like, what are you, what are you doing walking <laughs> by, like, like completely ignoring? It's like, do you, how often do you just see parkour every day? Because you, you, like, this is really unusual behavior. This is really, it's also, like, often high level with, like, yeah. you, you know. And so, I don't know, like. Yeah, it, it is weird. Particularly when they're in close parks. Like, if they're, like, way across the street or something, I could kind of get it. Because if, if I see people skateboarding or, like, BMX across the street, I'm not paying attention. I'm just going about my business, yeah. you know. But if I'm in, like, close proximity and I actually, like, when it's clear that they actually saw and there's there's no reaction. It's weird. There was yeah. So I was in uh, I was in Whistler last year or two years ago, mm -hmm. and I was l looking at this big like running cat leap, and I had been looking at it for a whole week, right? Because I was like, I was just like I wasn't doing parkour on vacation, but I was there, mm -hmm. and I kept seeing it, and I went up the day before and like wiped off like the the, the running jump, and it was basically the last day I had the opportunity, so. I went over there, I was on, I was prepping it for like half an hour and mm -hmm. over that half an hour, there was two or three different groups of people that stopped and were watching me. And it's like some that got in my head a little bit, but then after I did it, they all cheered and they were so, they were so stoked that it happened mm -hmm. and they invested their time in it. And like, there was mm -hmm. a payout at the end of it. And so I would rather that happen than people just walking past mm -hmm. and like ignoring it because they now have gotten a chance to see parkour in real life and they had a better day because of it. Mm -hmm. And I had a really good experience after the fact because people were like, oh, awesome job, good job. And they were cheering. So mm -hmm. again, if you don't want people to like see you and say something or like clap or watch or or potentially mock you, then par practice parkour in invisible spaces, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But if, but if, but you, you have to, like, this is the thing is you have to risk mm -hmm. looking stupid if you want to practice in, yeah. in some spots. Yeah. I also think, um, I'm just trying to think of like the ideal response, but I, but I thought of another, before I get to it, I thought of, I thought of another circumstance that's tricky to deal with, but um, just in the, in the, if you hear the word parkour, like if someone shouts parkour at you, whether it sounds like a mocking or it sounds like um, encouraging, uh, I think the easiest response 
is yeah. That's what I typically do. It, I think yeah. no, and I've, I've and you've done it before too. But I think it's I think it's shout back like affirmative. You know, some sort of affirmative callback. I think if 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 there's anything that like people listening to this that that struggle with this scenario or whatever and are wondering like what to do because I'm I'm bringing up like the issues of like what if you're not that good or whatever just shout back yeah and see where it goes. Yeah, I think that should be the thing because that might kill it or it might or they might come over and talk to you or whatever. Um, but I just thought of a scenario that that always sucks, which is like the um, people that either tell you you're going to hurt yourself yeah. or say, don't hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes it's in those words. Sometimes it's sometimes it's don't hurt yourself or or you're going to hurt yourself. But sometimes it's actually more specific, mm-hmm. like you're going to break your neck or don't break your neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, haven't broke my neck yet. It's been no neck injuries in parkour for me. I think it's hard to. I think it's hard. I mean, you're more likely to break your wrist or your arm than your neck. Yeah. Which I've actually told people before. Please knock on that wood there. <laughs> um, uh, but, but in those, so it's because that, that, that's a trickier one. Because in those ones, like, I think, I've, I think I've done the, which I don't think is a good response. I think I've tried to give, like, a reasonable, like, rational response of, of like, oh, I'm not going to because X. But, like, they're not trying to have a conversation with me. No, they're no, they're no. just trying to like get a book. So I like, I'm, now I'm trying to think like, what's the response to that? Because I, <laughs> I typically laugh it off and say like, yeah, that's the idea. You know, like. I know you haven't. <laughs> I know the scenarios where you've got where you've got upset. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's but that's typically that's a younger Tom. That was a yeah. that was <laughs> okay, in my twenties. So, okay, okay, so I'm the, older and more mature now. So See, the, this actually <laughs> happened recently yeah. in the in the vlog. Mm, which the okay, hospital so, vlog oh when we were uh, near the hospital yeah yeah oh one of them said like something about like there's a hospital she nearby. said parkour and then mm-hmm. i was like yeah that's what we're mm-hmm. doing and then she's like oh well good thing there's a hospital nearby like in case you hurt yourself and i was like yeah you know it, I, I just kind of responded in the mm-hmm. affirmative she didn't seem like aggressive or any in any kind of capacity it was mm-hmm. more just like oh wow like you're doing parkour like there's a risk of you hurting yourself and mm-hmm. it's like is she wrong? Yeah, no. She, yeah, yeah. yeah. At, the, at, the, at the the level of like things you're trying, yeah, no, probably not. Yeah, yeah. In fact, like you know, that that day, I think both of us like probably walked away with like some cut skin, a, a bump, or a bruise. You know, like yep. it's that's if that counts as like hurting ourselves. It's not breaking our neck, but it's you know. No. no, no. <laughs> to some people, that's that's hurting yourself. So. <laughs> but it's. I mean, it's like. It, you know. Oh, and this. Uh, there was a the woman with her her baby. Mm-hmm. another day yeah my, this was like uh yeah two, I, I remember yeah she actually like stopped and was watching for a while mm-hmm. and then and it ended up being like a short brief conversation mm-hmm. and uh it was like oh do you have you know, ever get seriously injured during mm-hmm. during this and it's like yeah i mean it's just like any other sport yeah that's me- kind of how i responded do you remember what i said i i i had wanted to say i don't remember which i will the it? next opportunity i get because she said she asked if it was hard on on oh, our yeah, body, yeah. and my, my answer was going to be not hard enough because <laughs> I'm still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I think these are like again like more affirmative responses actually. So similar to like the if someone yells parkour at you. Yeah. yeah. If um if someone says like don't hurt yourself, that's the plan. Don't plan on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, is it is it hard on your body? Not hard enough. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think every if you can make everything like an affirmative response, it'll make you feel better. 
Um, so again, what, regardless of your skill level and where, where you're at and stuff, I think it'll make you feel better. Um, and also like that conversation will probably go a lot better too. Yeah. Cause some people, you know, when people like say stuff like that too, like where they'll be like, don't hurt yourself. It'll, it's kind of like a, I don't know where it's coming from, but you can see like an instant regret because they almost engaged in confrontation with you. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like they, they like insulted you. And so they'll quickly like, don't hurt yourself. And then they're like, oh crap. But if you respond back like affirmatively, they'll be like, oh, thank God. Amen, <laughs> thank yeah. God I'm not about to get into a confrontation with this yeah, yeah, stranger yeah. that for whatever reason I decided to uh, insult just now. <laughs> <laughs> but see, it, I, they might not even see it as an insult. They might mm. see it as like, I'm concerned yeah. for you. And so yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. express that mm -hmm. concern, even if it's not warranted. Mm -hmm. um, or we might not see it as warranted, mm -hmm. but they, they might, right? So... Yeah, I don't know. And, but I really do think that over the course of the last, for me, almost 16 years, mm -hmm. it's parkour has become more well-known. And at least in Vancouver, it's actually quite accepted. Like, I rarely run into people now who are aggressive or, like, really angry about, about practicing. It happens every mm -hmm. now and then. But... Mm -hmm. But most well, of the time, it's, it's also like, like spot selection. It's, too. Yeah. But I mean, we were training at the hospital spot <clears> and <throat> the um, like security walked past us mm -hmm. while we were doing parkour and like just completely ignored. They just continued walking mm -hmm. as as if they're like, ah, it's OK, it's just parkour, you know. And I literally went there like the day after with with somebody else and he was like balancing on the rail security walk pass again mm -hmm. nothing so it's like okay like this is just more more accepted now i guess is, and that's a good thing and that's we want to continue that trend but again i i think it needs to be there needs to be more of a groundswell of this ground up um awakening of the young generations to understand what parkour is and that it can be practiced by people of all levels and all abilities and all ages but there's also the other side and i quickly just want to touch on the top down, yeah, yeah, which right now is um, like largely driven by organizations like Storer mm -hmm. or like things that are in like popular culture and media, um, potentially movies or TV shows where stunts happen that are parkour esque, like Casino Royale, but even even many others that have happened since, and. Um, uh, and all these pieces are like really extreme, like like I said, stunts that you see. Even Stort, it's a group of seven high-level parkour athletes doing stunts in various ways. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just want to touch on Rafe hmm. having hmm. been on um, a massive platform just now. So Rafe Kelly. I would say I almost wanted to call him a former parkour practitioner, <laughs> yeah. but he does, he definitely still does parkour, but he's kind of moved on from the more traditional elements of parkour and kind of adopted a broader discipline, which he calls evolve move play. But he was recently on the Jordan Peterson podcast, which has over 6 million um, subscribers on YouTube, 4 million or 5 million on Instagram. So mm -hmm there's a lot of eyeballs on parkour as a result of this one instance of this guy going on Rafe going on to a podcast and talking about parkour yeah. in a, 
in a way that is introducing it not as this extreme activity but mm -hmm. as an accessible activity yeah and i think the fact that he actually talked about parkour um to, to what you're saying because like yeah like in some ways like he moved away from it but it's also because like he just had other interests and other things that he thought were important that were lacking from parkour i think and, he, he and has lacking a from his different vision for what parkour is too. yeah for like what he just considers like living a good life having a good practice movement practice whatever he wanted to incorporate these other things and then he branded it evolve move play uh, but I, I think it's cool that the the title of the episode um which depending on who you are you might not like but um is uh the first word is parkour yeah first word in the title is parkour um and they don't lead it with that and i haven't finished listening to it yet but it's it's cool that it leads with parkour and that you have a guy who um as you said uh, the other day is, is an intellectual mm -hmm. um who's talking to another intellectual <laughs> about parkour and it's outside of this like street thing that yeah. is just high people high level people performing and he's talking about different games and drills that you can get into parkour with as someone that's a stranger to movement in general yeah well it's 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 bringing parkour to light as not an extreme sport mm -hmm. but as a movement practice that can be done by anybody including a big part of the conversation is like or like a part of the conversation is like just how you get up out of a chair and getting mm -hmm. out of the chair differently that could be part of a movement practice mm -hmm. instead of like just standing up like you would normally maybe you do it with um one hand and opposite foot or both feet or spinning to get up and so i thought that was just a really cool way to talk about just generally thinking about a movement practice and then extending that to towards developing a more uh, potentially developing a more r robust experience in parkour. Now, is Rafe's talk with Jordan Peterson going to drive a bunch of people into the parkour community? I don't know, maybe. But I think actually it potentially will get people interested in going and finding a local parkour gym to see if they could get parkour lessons mm -hmm. and filling out the... Um, the uh, uh, parkour programs across North America, at least. Um, I think, I mean, Rafe posted on Facebook recently that Jordan Peterson's producer is like looking for a parkour instructor in Nashville, which is where they are right now. So it's like, okay, this is interesting. Crazy. So I wonder, you know, what's, mm -hmm. what's going to happen here. And, you know, Jordan Peterson is a pretty um, uh, polarizing figure. But there's no doubt that he has a massive audience of largely men, young men, who are um, looking for his advice on things. And imagine if a lot of them get sent into parkour gyms across. That's a huge injection of um, of uh, in, huge injection into the industry. Mm -hmm. And I think more more scenarios like that, the top down approach of talking about parkour. Or introducing parkour not as this extreme activity but as an access accessible movement practice that will fill out adult classes that we have at origins or mm -hmm. across uh, North America or the world because that's that's the goal is to reach more people and get people into doing parkour and their kids to do parkour and future generations to do parkour beyond that yeah it's it's huge and it's 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 tricky because like 
it's it's tough to think of. I know plenty of plenty of guys that do parkour that would love to be on Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. but it's like, why is Joe Rogan going to invite you on the yeah. show? Except for apparently maybe you want a Dom on the show at maybe. some point. Well, but. we don't know. <laughs> Dom, Dom, Dom's a listener yeah. to us, so maybe Dom can, can share. It would be so sick if Dom ended up on Joe Rogan. Yeah. That would be so huge. Because um, I know Dom, like, with as much as like Dom's personality and the crazy things he does, he also can like bring that down and talk on a real level about things, right? And about, like, I think he could get into that conversation and form some way to convince like Joe to try parkour, you yeah. know, which, which, which should be the goal. Like if anyone, if you, please, if anyone ends up on Joe Rogan, you need to convince Joe <laughs> that he can yeah. do parkour as, um, cause he's a, he's a fit guy in his fifties, right? Like there's, yeah. there's no reason why he couldn't do a bit of parkour. Yeah. He does jujitsu. Come on. But I, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think the same way about like a lot of these, these big, like podcast hosts, mm-hmm. if we can get um, parkour, some a representative of parkour mm-hmm. onto these various podcasts, yeah. then it's introducing parkour to oh, access to a huge, huge, huge audience. Mm-hmm. And if only a small fraction of those people go and try to sign up for a local parkour gym, that's a massive amount of people that could potentially be just introduced to parkour and then spread to their network and then beyond, right? It yeah. has ripple effects. So, you know, like I said before, there's like this ground up, right? Of like, we need to be doing the groundwork of like building the future generations of like introducing parkour and making it more accessible to people. But then there's also this top down approach of like, yeah, like big media uh, points, right? Like various podcasts or like people talking about the benefits of parkour on, uh, you know, personal development podcasts or, you know, human optimization podcast or whatever mm-hmm. whatever it is and i mean even you know the, the the parkour tv shows that failed in the you know 2010s they actually still built there's people who started parkour out of those mm-hmm. tv shows because they saw it as teenagers or as kids and they were like oh i would like to do parkour and then they found a way into the parkour community so so big top-down or big media appearances of parkour can bring um, more people into it and then also building the ground up is kind of like the way we're going to meet in the middle and then have parkour become a more normalized sport that so many more people can get into Um, because right now it feels like it's still really small Mm -hmm. and i think there's it's like a critical mass that we can that we need to reach to like make it a big like regular activity the way skateboarding skiing climbing or other lifestyle sports are. That's the mission. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about today was a little, we've mentioned a bunch of times, but store. Yes. Um, we can move on to. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so I was watching stores, uh, one of their joiner videos recently, and they brought up something, and I, I, I later messaged Callum about this because I was just curious a little bit more details. I'm probably still lacking in some details on it. So. I'm, I'm watching the Joiner episode and they bring up this topic that apparently Storer is banned from having any rooftop stuff. And I think you added to this like police encounters or bails or stuff on their, on their YouTube channel. Um, so there's, there's two things about this that I, that I think are important to address. Uh, so basically when I say banned, it means that if they put up a video 
that has rooftop stuff, police encounters, or bail, as you mentioned, that video gets demonetized. Or uh, it gets um, uh, age-restricted, which uh, is essentially a demonetization okay. because it makes it reach way less people. Okay. So that sucks because it's... Again, we just finished this conversation about, like, parkour. We're trying to make it a regular activity. We're trying to, like, feature more people. And, like, yes, you do bring it up to rooftops. And, yes, that is, like, the top-down approach and kind of the kind of the thing that, you know, isn't necessarily giving parkour a bad image, um, but it is, like, a part of it is parkour at the highest level, right? Um, both, like, physically and also um, in, uh, uh, like, literally, it's it's parkour at the highest level is take, take stuff up to rooftops. So... Um, now we're faced with like i've just been kind of ignoring store videos like recently like the last like month or so they've kind of almost like seemingly doubled down at least when the thumbnails come out on like challenges which is not interesting to me and i'm not trying to take away from store and i'm not trying to say that like i won't watch their videos or stuff like that or even complaining about it it's just that i haven't been moved to click there's on been the a thumbnail. shift right there's yeah. been a, a clear shift between you know, what got you into watching store yeah. and what's happening now. And yeah. I feel the same way in, in that I really like watching them do like parkour yeah. challenges what's, and things like that. But yeah. What's the name of the video is like, we are store. That sounds right. Like we are store. Like everything in that video is why I got into store. I was a bit into it, but I remember when store blog first came out and they were doing a lot of videos being like troublemakers. Yes. It was a lot yeah, of like yeah, troublemaker yeah. content. And I was into it. I was into it. It was funny. And then We Are Store. And then it became like, oh, these guys are actually like really good. And some of them like I knew beforehand were really good. But, you know, that, that like solidified it as like you guys are like really good. And yeah, that's, that's why I'm into the store brand. You know, it's well, a, a little they... bit still. I like the troublemaking too sometimes. It's fun. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a big part of it. But even just like, <laughs> like you know, they're like going and tackling challenges. They film it really well. They put it mm. together. They tell mm. a story pretty well. So I think what they've built is really interesting to watch. And it's, it's unfortunate that, that there's basically these age-restricting and demonetization things happening to them because now they're forced into a different box of YouTube so that they can maintain the... Um, the audience that mm -hmm. they've built over time. So yeah. uh, it's just really unfortunate because, you know, I, I want them to be successful and I want them to showcase parkour at a high level and I want them to be able to influence future generations um, and influence people to practice parkour or see parkour in a, in a certain light. But it's hard to, it, you know, the, the recent one is like anti-climb paint. It's like, mm. uh, that one seems more interesting than some of the other ones that I've seen. Yeah, that, that one I was actually more, I haven't watched it yet, but I was more like thinking like, oh, I might actually watch this one. I recall like there was one week too where they put out a, an episode and it was like a, an escape thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to watch that. Uh, even though some of their escape ones are kind of cool, but I was just kind of over it. And was then, it a POV escape? No, no, no. It was, oh, just, okay. it was just like escape. Uh, but oh, escape from a pit kind of Yeah, thing. but it was actually like a very small part of the of the video where Benj ends up that and it was actually like a street session and I found out it was a street session because they put out an Instagram post and I was like oh if you guys led with that I would watch it so so part of it is like I understand that um, their newer audience is probably like a lot of people that are into more like the challenge stuff and so part of it is just to draw in that new audience not me not like 
not someone who's a fan of their old brand. But what I actually wanted to say, uh, one of the points I wanted to make, which is actually kind of like a, a sales pitch in their favor, is that if you are a fan of of the old of the We Are Store, uh, be, become a joiner. Because um, <laughs> that's where all the good stuff that's, is. That's where that's where the parkour lives. Is um, is if you join, that's where they they're putting. Because like the recent join video they put out was awesome. It was um, uh, Max Benj and Callum going on a, a bit of like a roof mission, uh, trying to do a jump, getting kicked off, going to another roof, doing another jump, getting kicked off. Um, and that that to me is That's like That's where the real culture is yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. So here's a question. Do you, do you get to see views on join? Because I actually, I'm not a joiner. Um, no, not that I'm aware of. You can I see like know, count, not, not view count. I how many people are watching join videos. Mm. So how many join, joiners they have, because that's a really interesting statistic yeah to have what how much does it cost i think it's like five or ten bucks like okay. not enough not enough for me to notice yeah, yeah okay so <laughs> you know? yeah interesting um i per month and and it's it's weekly videos plus um what's actually cool too is um i use youtube a bit differently than most people use youtube because yeah. i i go to um my subscribers first i don't go to like home i go to subscribers and now joiner videos are popping up on my subscriber feed mm. Um, which is, I don't That's know if they turned on something or if YouTube just started doing that, but yeah, they, they, so it's usually one video a week plus the podcast. So, so you're actually getting, you you're getting quite a bit for your, um, you know, five or 10 bucks a month, whatever so it is. So there you go. If you want to see the real parkour, <laughs> yeah. go join on, uh, on Stora's channel yeah. and, uh, and then you can see it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll become a joiner. <laughs> the other point I wanted to just bring up though, too, um, quickly is that, um, it's, it's largely unfair. Um, and it's unfortunate. Um, because I think there are other channels that don't get affected by the same type of content right. that are uh, posting things. And so um, Callum said, like, you know, maybe they're on, like, some sort of, like, naughty list. Um, and it's really unfortunate, and I hope YouTube... Um, there, there's a lot of complaints about YouTube, about the um, how YouTube essentially blocks certain things or whatever and kind of controls what you see, and it is unfortunate... Um, when there's things that are like you can make a case for like this should be corrected and then it's not being corrected door just knocked and i think that might be for you yeah but um that was kind of my closing marks on this is that it's it is unfortunate that um you know store is being targeted here yeah well that's going to be the end of our conversation today because i gotta run but leave us a like if you enjoyed this conversation share it with a friend so that more people can tune into our podcasts and we'll catch you in the next episode.